Hey everyone and welcome back to the podcast. It's been ages. Yep. Yes, yes. And some of you who might be following our work, uh, we don't only have this podcast. We also have our conference wing, which is called Areopagus, the Areopagus project. And uh, we just wind it up. Areopagus 2022. Exactly. Yes, yes. And uh, now we open to season four of this podcast. Wow. I can't believe it. Three seasons are done, man. Three seasons. Three seasons. That's crazy. And which episode is this? Episode 63. Damn. That is 63. That is crazy. And and right now we are recording. Obviously, you see there's a lot of difference in sort of the setup and all of that. Um, so we're just shaking things around. We're both in the same apartment, so that's um, that's that's uh, a blessing to do this together with this setup. And um, we right now we're recording um, in May, but by the time this comes out, we will have officially completed three years of three years. apologetics on June first. Oh, wow. We'll be stepping to a fourth Dang. year. <laughs> three years. Three years went by so fast. Yeah, usually you know something that you hear about podcasts is that you know by the eighth episode. Mm. Fail. <laughs> we made it past <laughs> 63 episodes. So almost, what is it, eight times the amount? Yeah. Once we get to episode 64, we've yeah, yeah, gotten yeah. to eight times the amount. I, even I was doing the multiplication. <laughs> <by my. laughs> yeah, we made it far. We made yeah, it far. Really and, and the conference, that was yes. just amazing. The conference was amazing. I mean, not to blow our own horn, but... <laughs> As attendees, and I'm, I'm looking at it as a person who attended the conference to learn, yeah. than as a, the organizer of the conference. For me, it was just just brilliant hearing all the speakers yeah. and the Q and and the questions that came in. What what was the session that you liked the most, and what was the session that you went in with most expectations? So okay, so um, the one that I loved the most, and that actually was kind of like an underdog in the sense, yeah, was Linda. Sena. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <I knew laughs> you said that. Yes, I knew you were going to say. <laughs> It's just amazing uh, the the way that she talked about oh, yes. uh, Christianity and sexuality and about her uh, journey, about when she had the desire to transition to become a male mm. and all of that stuff. And she was having a lot of mental anguish behind that. And usually yeah. when you, uh, within Christian circles, uh, when uh, we talk about trans issues and stuff like that, mm. uh, people kind of, even though they try not to, they do have that spy, a little mm. bit of spite or a little yeah, bit of yeah. condescend, uh, condescension or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but over here, the way that she talked about it was, was with so much love. You know, though she she just you could you could understand that you know she she really had that experience within that sort of life mm. and the way that she came out of it. It's uh, it's amazing. Um, you should uh, probably go take a look uh, at um, the recording, which is all uh, uploaded on our YouTube page. Um, so our channel page, yeah, YouTube, YouTube, YouTube page. YouTube, YouTube, I sound like a sixty year old. Facebook page <laughs> and YouTube channel. Yeah. The, the other yeah. day you were telling to someone about go follow our. Facebook? No. no go follow our YouTube channel. Oh, so yeah. Go for... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Twitter terminologies in uh, YouTube. You don't know which one to keep track of. Yeah. And the, the best part about Linda's was that, like you said, it was someone who went through the experience. Yeah. So it was someone, it was someone <laughs> who understood what it means to be in that. Because it, it's a very tricky situation. It's, it's, yeah. And also, it's a very hot topic to talk about. Like exactly. the moment you say that... You know what? I don't 
think people are picking up stones to hurl at you yeah just just as a sign that you are not excel on the same board and agreeing with them completely yeah and so the the stunning part with the presentation you obviously we we discuss it right away yeah. is that when she was looking at different forms of sexual engagements right. and it, it spanned from pedophilia to bestiality mm. on all of that and she was connecting that to the biblical idea of god's nature mm. and yeah that was and that was mind really i've never mind. seen anyone yeah. do that and to so convince because as a yeah. christian that you can't argue otherwise yes and the other thing is that when we when we talk about the concept of marriage marriage mm-hmm. we often tend to think it as something that you do when you get to a certain age mm-hmm. right you know, marriage that is happen yeah, that's yeah, cultural yeah. norm it's a certain point yeah when you get a point life. especially within our indian culture our indian norms will obviously relate to you get to a certain point you get a job people like so when are you <laughs> going to start thinking about marriage <laughs> yeah <laughs> so coming from that we ask the question okay why did god institute marriage what is marriage supposed to reflect mm. is it the image of something and yeah. then that starts into this core topic of how marriage reflects mm. what god has instituted and the idea of the christ and the church and all yeah. that and becomes very theological yeah. and that is the depth that marriage has to it and she brought it not only just a theological discourse going into these esoteric depths and trying to connect stuff right. but then she connected it to what we made sense of what we could understand mm. and she was connecting to real issues so that that was definitely the underdog i think a lot of people didn't know about linda sailor and what she was able to bring to stage so a lot of people didn't have much expectations or didn't know about it but that was by far the session that blew my mind yeah now the session that you had the most expectations for the session so that, that could include q and a also so right yeah the one that i had most expectations for was obviously okay i'm not going it's the day that i led but yeah. that was because we had the most superstars yeah, in yeah, there yeah 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 we had frank turek we had hugh ross we had uh, justin brierley we had justin brierley as the round table panelist and the the q and a but that also was like really good i mean it's it, they really exceeded my expectations especially by the Q&A the way that we set it up this time was not like a simple there's a question asked and then there is it's answered by the by the expert over here we have Frank Turaku Ross uh, and uh, Justin all together uh, and they're just jamming there, there together the banter between them that was yeah. just going about oh. it was just simply sitting and you know it was so good to be Exactly. just a of. fly on the wall yes you know? yes exactly uh, it's just so amazing to hear such great minds like mm. when they think like that and the way that they're discussing and also the the questions that you guys oh, sent yes. in yeah. were brilliant all all three days it was just absolutely brilliant and uh, the, the day that the questions that actually stood out to me the most was day two ah. so day two i could and i kept noting this to our speakers also especially to tyson who was our first speaker of day two Um, by the way you can see all of these recordings on our youtube yes. channel um is that the questions kept the speakers on their toes oh yeah there were oh, some right. really tough questions we we were encouraging speak <laughs> we were encouraging the attendees to say you know come with your toughest question yeah. and that wasn't meant to be sort of like you know a cliche term to be used we yeah, actually meant was, that you know what yeah, bring your tough rhetorical yeah like... we we are bringing some of the best <laughs> speaking minds you bring your tough questions and yeah, ask them exactly. and they to deliver that people came with the toughest questions question that i was Very thinking about how on earth am i going to answer that <laughs> thankfully we had an expert panel that was capable to yeah. to deal with it yeah. um, it was so good like they were also kind of like just like taken aback they're like wow this is yeah it's really good <laughs> actually good usually when they have these open q and a's and stuff people would come with the cookie cutter questions yeah, you know yeah. and that then there's most probably used to hearing mm-hmm. that and they might have expected that but 
I'm so glad that we had attendees who are so uh, the quality of attendees was really good and yeah, um, yeah and, and staying back exactly there were people who stayed back so especially um, if we were to talk about our platform airmeet um, is this amazing platform that allows us to hold online conferences um, with a feeling of how it would be like if you were in an offline conference yeah. now what does that mean it means like if you're in in an offline conference let's say like for example you have a zoom conference and compare that to an offline conference mm-hmm. in a zoom conference you just sit there maybe you switch on your camera maybe you don't you, you're just it, on a call Yeah, you're just essentially on a call and you're mm. just listening to the person speak. There's a Q&A session, you just type it in the chat yeah. to whoever it is and then that's it. Um there's not really much there's no there's no engagement with the other attendees. Exactly. There's no engagement with the other attendees. It feels very isolated and plus also when you switch on the camera, you feel like there's more pressure on you because mm. everyone can see you. Yeah. Over here um the airmeet platform has made it so much that it would be more akin to an offline conference and in an offline conference what you could do is you can get in with your friends and you know attend the conference and uh, feel like as if you're part of the conference yeah. essentially you are part of the conference but then you get out of the conference you can talk uh, with with other people right yeah. discuss jam on stuff outside of the conference and airmeet has kind and of like allowed you, that you get to do stuff Exactly. That is the part of stuff. Exactly. So, so the thing what happened is that after the after each session, so this didn't happen in day one. This mm. happened in day two and three specifically. So day two ended, and we told our Q and A host, all the speakers, you know what, you can head out of the event page and go to the lounge, uh, which is sort of like, and the way Airmen has made it is they've made it as lounge and they named it as tables, just like you would see with an off- mm-hmm. offline conference. So the speakers went and they joined some tables, and by then itself, I don't think six or eight attendees. they went into a table and they all sat around they started talking about introducing each other yeah. talking about different topics and this was people from across the world so we had one of one of the attendees from the US who was connected with reasons to believe as one of the scholars if i recall right mm-hmm. painter uh, yeah, yeah. i think dan painter jim painter, painter. Jim painter. Jim painter. Ah, there you jim go uh, and <laughs> then we had uh, people from india they were coming to they talking and then the speakers went in and day 3 linda went in and she was talking yeah. to um, i remember for day 2 lydia she went in and she was talking to the audience and then she was like you know what i'm going to put my lunch into the microwave and come back and get <laughs> into on the conversation um and then to speak as organizers um yeah. something that we both we all were ecstatic about to see that we were able to the lord used us to provide a platform and a conference that was not just something for people attend but also an enriching experience for them to be a part of and then having being able to do it with women in apologetics was yeah. a true delight being working with a partner with them with such great um women of faith um but yeah that's it about uh, yeah the conference uh, we on could the, on the keep talking yes. about it forever and ever <laughs> i mean we just yeah it is just a delight yeah so yeah let's get into the topic yep. and uh, what have we been talking till now about yeah so our audience may recollect that we started this new <laughs> series on natural theology yep. which is basically we are going to look at arguments for god's existence and uh, the last episode we stopped at was um can you prove you exist and we were looking at the burden of proof the nature of proving something if right. you are presenting an argument do we need to prove it with certainty or do we show that you know this is probable more not probable more plausible more as plausible. in as in more reasonable mm-hmm. so an example to say would be um if you say that you know the universe began to exist what is more reasonable the universe began to exist or the universe did not begin to exist so 
is a more plausible or is it the opposite of a mm. the negation as philosopher would say it the falsity of a which is more plausible and that is sort of the level of proof that we apply every time in our daily life right right i mean um today i had for breakfast well not really breakfast i just had a sip of black coffee okay. <laughs> that comes as a breakfast <laughs> but i have a memory of having black coffee yeah now do i really know for sure that i did have black coffee or is that a false memory mm. well what is more plausible right i don't see any reason to think that it is a false memory right so it is more plausible or it is more reasonable to think mm. that i actually did have black coffee right uh, for breakfast mm. um and so that is sort of the burden of proof that we apply day in day out with every right. sort of decision making and so we just going to look along that same line to look at different arguments for god's existence right. and um you know see whether we can have enough reasons or enough mm. justification to say say that it is reasonable that god exists and how we're going to do it is that now this we mentioned before we're going to look at 20 minute episodes brief short people can easily listen to bite sized all of that right and we're going to look at five arguments for god's existence so we're going to start off with the kalam which we'll touch up today mm. a kalam cosmological argument one of our favorites yeah um yeah. then we will be looking at the fine tuning argument the moral argument um no four arguments actually fine tuning moral argument and then the argument for from the resurrection of jesus christ which right. is sort of the crux of the christian faith mm. and um so that is that is sort of the general overview of this i you know that you have some questions in mind as i give up because this is a very different pattern from what we've been right. normally used to doing yeah i mean no i do i have any questions <laughs> <laughs> well one question that i thought about when i was thinking about the pattern itself was uh when are guests coming back ah <laughs> because because we were we were laying the outline and it was just me piyush and it just us through day in day out mm. and uh, even when we stopped for a bit and we had um i think when we had jay warner wallace also the question was coming to me okay we are starting this series on philosophy um do do we get to have guests back or is it just going to be us mm. so what we have in mind is that we will finish an argument and that will mean us breaking down going through it defining it explaining all of that and then we'll take maybe a couple of episodes responding to common objections right. even for the kalam right now in one of our videos comment a person has dropped a lengthy comment as some other objection to kalam i don't think the video he was commenting on said anything about the kalam but anyway so we will be looking at such sort of objections that you will come across in your daily life to equip you on how to respond to it and then the idea is that we will look at some really tough questions right. or questions that you can send in um you can go to speakpipe.com/saftpodcast you can record your audio question that you can that we'll feature on the podcast we can email it to us and those questions and then the really tough complicated questions the idea is that if we get those questions we can bring in one of the experts on the topic right um, and when you think about kalam the expert is dr craig <laughs> um yeah. there are other experts as well so we can bring no, in but he's the one who came up with the name yeah well. he's the one who so we will be looking at that in the overview so he he's yeah. the the brain he's behind the, the kalam cosmological yes, argument yes. entirely um so bring the guests on for these q and a clearing and all that stuff so that is sort of the idea that we have in sort of um mellowing out right. how the entire series is going to go with um i think we are coming towards the end of this episode we've sort of given an overview yeah um what do you want to do you want to touch up on an overview of the kalam or yeah i mean before we end just to give them a taste of yeah. what <laughs> kalam right. is so i'll quickly touch up on two things two things one is the nature of the kalam cosmological argument 
So we discussed about how there are two types of arguments, deductive arguments and inductive arguments. Mm-hmm. So we mentioned how deductive arguments are basically you have premises or statements. And if, st- if those statements are true and the logic connecting each of the statement is legitimate, valid, then the conclusion that it is leading towards will be inevitable. Right. So it's airtight. Yeah. So there are two ways for you which you can disprove that argument. You either show that one of that statement is false yeah. or you say that you know the logic doesn't hold. Mm. So showing a statement false is pretty straightforward. It makes sense, right? Um if you say something like um if Caesar was the emperor yada yada yada. Now mm. you can show that the Caesar was not the emperor. That's possible to show. That's an easy way. When it comes to showing that the logic is invalid, it would be showing something like or oh, the word you used Caesar in statement 1 Mm. was you were referring to an emperor but when you used the word caesar in statement 2 you were referring to the salad caesar ah. and that sort of way so right. that is sort of like an error in reasoning mm. we call it false equivocation you are mm. equivocating like bringing together or right. holding together two separate things mm. with different meanings and you sort of like it's sleight of hand like you're slightly mm. pushing in through an argument by mixing right. it up so in so those ways it's called false equivocation false equivocation so okay. you're trying to equate two different things mm. and it is not a true equation because right because the first one yeah. was julius caesar, caesar and the second and one was caesar salad, caesar salad. yeah <laughs> um so we show in those ways that the logic is invalid and therefore the argument fails and so the kalam is following that same format and mm. and the structure of the kalam cosmology argument very simple easy to remember everything that begins to exist has a cause statement 1 statement 2 says the universe began to exist and therefore the conclusion is the universe began to exist the universe has a cause Mm. um so everything that begins exists has a cause the universe began to exist therefore the universe has a cause so this is a very simple straightforward way to point in towards the conclusion that the universe has a, has a cause of its mm. uh, beginning to exist and so this is what we'll be looking in depth in in the series cool. and uh, with the next episode i think we'll dive head in to what the kalam is the overview and all of yeah. that yeah i'm looking forward to it thank you all for watching and uh, yes for the questions it will be linked in our show notes yes. and also in the description for a youtube video as well so please make sure to put in your questions about the kalam cosmological argument about all of the different topics that we'll be doing henceforth so yeah thank you so much for watching see you in the next one thank you for listening to this episode if you enjoy saft podcast do consider rating us on apple podcasts or podchaser you can connect with us on facebook instagram twitter and youtube and know more about us at www.saftapologetics.com